Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome everyone to Red Zone Radio on this Sunday, September the 27th. I'm your host, Tori Bowling, alongside Matthew Hargrove, Ryan Gooden, Peyton Gaylord, and Patrick Carey. And we are pumped to bring the whole world of sports to you on this Sunday afternoon. Um, just a beautiful fall weekend. You got football, you got playoff baseball around the corner. The NBA finals are about to start. That's so weird. But, um, guys, how's your weekend? It was uh, it was pretty good. I went home for the weekend, but. Yeah. Um, also refuse to play golf with me. Matthew Hargrove refuses I, to play oh, just, I, a, I just, just said, a nice round of golf with me. He's I just said so that I went home for the weekend. <laughs> so you wanted me to – so first of all, I live in Tennessee, so that's yeah. an hour and 30-minute drive. So you yeah. wanted me to go to Tennessee yeah. and then on Saturday afternoon drive back and then go back home. That's, That's right. exactly what you Matthew, wanted to do. Matthew, I got your back because I played golf this Saturday, and guess who didn't invite me? Oh, man. Well, let's we, have some <laughs> <bowling>. <laughs> we have some, some tension already. We're like two minutes into the show, guys. We're well, I mean, we're going to have to get a red zone radio because I think, I think it's kind of um, – maybe not for Caden because Caden hates golf, but I think it's a like, rite of passage for a person in the young 20s to have a minor golf obsession. But to be fair to you, actually – I don't think Cubs and Reds fans should be playing golf together when the postseason is just around the corner. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, well, it's good for you because I'm taking two weeks off after what I shot on Saturday because <laughs> it was not pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm gone too because I've been spending way too much money playing golf. But anyway, uh, so uh, getting into it, uh, WKU did not have a football game this week, uh, kind of mercifully after their first two weeks of the season. Um Kind of looking back on the first two weeks, uh, how are we feeling about WKU moving forward? Um, specifically, let's start off um, with quarterback play. Tyrell Prigron was named starter to start the season. Uh, kind of average first two weeks. So how are we feeling about Tyrell Pigrom as quarterback moving forward? I've been liking what I've seen from Pigrom. Uh, I think I mentioned it on last week's show. There's a stat out there going into yesterday's college football games around the nation. He was in a category of six quarterbacks, four-plus p- touchdown passes with zero interceptions, and Trevor Lawrence and Sam Ellinger and and, and a lot of more notable quarterback that's names from around the country were yep. in that category. And that just shows that Pigram, even though Western is 0-2, for the most part, he's been doing his job. And you go back to the Liberty game, he didn't turn the ball over. He had three passing touchdowns and really he put up 24 points and and the defense giving up more than 30 points in the first two games they have to step it up but honestly and I also said this on on last week's show I'm not surprised that they're 0-2 because Western just seems like they tend to struggle early in the season and pick it up later on yeah and he's uh he has something in common with um middle Tennessee's quarterback this week he leads the team in passing and rushing and it's kind of hard to get a rhythm when you're not getting a lot of your run game, you're having to do it all by yourself. Well, that's what's surprising the most is Gage Walker has been non-existent this season. I mean, last year he put up, I think it was like 1,200 yards. The, f- the first two games, and I, and I looked this up yesterday, his first two games last season, 252 rushing yards. And then he this has. This season is like 50 or I 60. I think, yeah, something around. 65. Yeah, something around 65 that. in the first two games. You can't have. I mean, Tyro Pickram is out rushing your running back. And not to mention the fact that he's played well in the passing game as well. It's just the fact that the play calling, and I mentioned this last week, has been horrendous. I mean, you're throwing 
wide receiver screens and pitches that go negative five yards, and then you run the ball four plays in a row, you just you're not gonna win like that. You got to trust Tyrell Pickham. Here's a problem: now you have no receivers, no experienced receivers. As yeah, and that kind of got that problem kind of got a little harder this week as uh, Jacor Pearson announced he he has transferred from the program. Uh, that is. Uh, Tyler Pigrome's second leading receiver, um, Tyler for the uh, team lead in receptions. So, you know, a couple wide receivers transferring out of the program just makes things harder for a uh, quarterback who is new to the program and didn't get a lot of time in the spring and the summer to kind of build a rapport with his uh, receiving core. And Jacor Pearson, you know, he he's he's a really good wide receiver, and he – I thought was a really good fit for Western Kentucky, especially right now. You would think that he thought he was a good fit because he was the number one wide receiver with Jacquez Sloan out of the picture. And it was so shocking to see that he entered the transfer portal as well. And it just, it, it, it presents more of a challenge for Tyrell Pigram because Pearson, even though he is a good wide receiver, he can't get separation from the corners and win the one-on-one battle, one -on -one battles like Lucky Jackson could or maybe Jacquez Sloan could half the time. And it's going to be even tougher for Pigram. And Josh, Joshua Simon, the tight end for this Tops team, he's going to really have to step it up because now he's he's the number one wide receiver and he's a tight end for this team. Yeah, and I would say a couple guys that are going to step up. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley's already had a good start this season. He has nine catches for 100 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and Craig Bird is another junior wide receiver. He's going to step up. He, uh, he's done well at the start of the season. And then Xavier Lane, I mean, we've heard that name before. This is senior season. Um, you know, there's going to be opportunities for these wide receivers to step up big time. And another player you look at is Dalvin Cook. I mean, the backup tight end. He caught a touchdown pass last week. I'd like to see him kind of step up. I'd like to see uh, – WKU's offense use more tight ends than they have in the past. Um, Joshua Simon, obviously their best receiver now. But if you put a double tight end set, that means two threats out there that you could uh, really utilize. Yeah, and I, I like the Dalvin Smith um, call because – Did I say Dalvin Cook? You did say Dalvin Cook. I was that's, gonna uh, you know, they both they both have the long you know, yeah, I mean, and so Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, I was playing a flag football game one time at the Intermural Fields, and Dalvin Smith was there, and um, a ball went over the sideline, and he threw it back. And he was probably on this side of the field, and it's probably one of the prettiest footballs I've ever seen thrown in my life. So ever since then, I've been a huge Dalvin Smith fan. And I think, I think I've told this story already, but he came into Preston to play basketball one time, and I was guarding him, and he, he was posting me up, and he could have jumped over me if he wanted yeah. to, but it was the easiest yeah, two he's points a pure he's, he's a pure athlete, and so um, you know, he's, just a fresh, he's just a freshman. I think he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Um, and so getting him going would be really big because he has the athleticism to do so. Um, but – Another thing to look at is the defense because last year this was a unit that really carried WKU. Uh, a lot of the games um, kind of took them to where they were last year, them and um, and Ty Story. Um, but that's not really been the case so far, especially in the secondary. So what are we feeling from the defense going forward? Well, the uh, biggest thing to look out for is MTSU. The past two weeks, this Western defense has faced a – QB that can throw the ball really well and run the ball really well. And they're going to face another guy in the Blue Raiders quarterback in Asher O'Hara. So, you know, they've had two weeks to prepare for this guy. And really, they, they know what's coming because they can look at the film going back to the Louisville game and the Liberty game. So, they got to find a way because obviously this dual threat quarterback, these, these dual threat quarterbacks have had their way with the WKU defense. Well, and that's not... 
The run defense last week was absolutely yep. atrocious. The front seven played just as bad as the yep. the uh, the secondary has ever. Um, so if you put Gage Walker on the other side of the team, he would average 200 yards a game against that defense. It's kind of ridiculous. So you'd like to see the front seven at least hold their ground first and then make the secondary work for their – obviously you don't want the secondary playing too much, especially how much NTSU passes the ball. But – I mean, you got to have somebody play because neither one of them. You would know Liberty is going to run the ball, and they would still find a way to get positive yardage. Yeah, and let's go ahead and get into the MTSU game. Um, MTSU is 0 3 start the season, and it's not been a pretty start, especially for that defense. Uh, They got beat 42 to nothing to Army, uh, 47 to 14 to Troy, and then 37 to 35 versus UTSA in their conference USA debuts. Um, So the defense at the moment is giving up 42 points a game, and so if there was any time. To where you say, all right, T-Piggy, man, we got to get this thing going. Uh, Gage Walker, get your mojo going. With these wide receivers, you know, let's step up. This is going to be the game. Yeah, this is the game to get some huge momentum, like you said. And MTSU, even though they're 0-3 and they've had some bad losses, this is still the the Hilltoppers' biggest rival. Yeah. So, you know, MTSU, they're looking at it the same way Western Kentucky is looking at it. Hey, we're 0-3, but this can be a big turnaround for the season. Get a win here, and maybe that can gain some momentum for us. And it's a home game, and there's going to be fans there. More probably, This will probably be the most attendance they have at a Conference USA game than all the other games because of that 100 miles of hate rivalry. And this is, But like you said, Pigram and Gage Walker, MTSU's defense has been atrocious. Yep. You've got to go off this game. But yeah, you'd think it's be a coming out party for either the receivers or Gage Walker or Pigram himself. But, I mean, they're 0-3, we're 0-2. That's zero wins still. I mean, you still have as many wins as MTSU, so you have to come right. out and still play no matter what, how bad they've played MTSU um, so far this season. And especially for the receivers, because if I'm Tyson Helton, I'm telling my guys, hey, we just lost our two top wide receivers. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna want the spotlight? Who's gonna want to step up and be that guy going into this season, the rest of the way, and in the future? Yeah, and looking at MTSU a little closer, their quarterback is Asher O'Hara. Um, he has 527 yards on a 66% completion percentage, three touchdowns, five picks. Uh, he's also their leading rusher, and he gets the majority of their carries. He has 45 carries for 24 yard, 124 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, no other player on the team has more than 19 carries to his 45. And so he really is the backbone of this offense. And so uh, what do you guys look to to be able to stop him? QB spy. If I don't see one of those, in uh, your linebacker has to be able to at least just – I don't care if he's pass coverage. You just you stick with the quarterback no matter where he goes. If he's passing the ball, you run with him. If he's running the ball, you know where he's at at all times. I don't care if you have a, a man one-on-one with Trey Meadows in the back in the secondary. You have a quarterback spy in this game. That feels like a good spot for Eli Brown, maybe. Oh, absolutely. And and I'm going to shift gears and say that I think D'Angelo, D'Angelo Malone is going to have a huge game. He's yeah. been a little too quiet. This is a guy who came into the year with all these preseason awards, and he hasn't had that. I know it's just been two games so far, but he hasn't had that huge big moment to get that defense riled up and get going. Well, it doesn't help that you have uh, quarterbacks that are that are running the ball. I mean, it's kind of hard to get sacks when the, the quarterback doesn't stay in the pocket for one or two seconds. and. Um, sometimes they bait you into that. They'll let you rush, and then they have him roll out anyway. So um, it's going to be hard again to this week for D'Angelo Malone because you're going to have another 
mobile quarterback. Yeah. He's going to run out of the pocket. So um, my thing is that the linebackers and, of course, the secondary is going to have to step up. But this obviously the whole defense is going to have to play well this, this week. Definitely. But like you said, Tori, I think Eli Brown will be a perfect QB sc- spy for this MTSU game. Yeah, I think him and Malone combined will be the guys you're going to look to to stop you know, a mobile quarterback like that. Because, like you said, it's going to be hard to get pressure on the quarterback. WK doesn't really get a ton of pressure on the quarterback anyway. Um, they only have two sacks on the year. So, um, it's going to be interesting uh, looking forward. Uh, Must win game? Yeah, I'd say for sure. Easily. I mean, you don't want to start out 0-3 with I, – I, I said this last week, you know, after MTSU, the schedule gets kind of brutal. And so, uh, you really don't want to start out 0-3 looking forward to, you know, UAB, um, Marshall, Marshall um, and BYU. So, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a little uh, other college football this weekend. It was a uh, wild week as the real football started. Uh, so we'll get that to you in a second on Rev- Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Uh, we got a little college football action for you. Um, also, by the way, uh, Major League Baseball is wrapping up their season. Um, the Twins just uh, – they lost to the Reds, but they did win the uh, AL Central, uh, and that moved the Cleveland Indians to the four seed. And then, surprisingly, the Chicago White Sox are going to be the seven seed. That's a scary seven seed. That is a scary seven seed. And they're not supposed to yeah. be there. A week ago, they were fighting for the two seed. Yeah, and there's a couple – you know, there's going to be a couple scary seven seeds, and we'll go into that here in a little bit. But um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on to college football, it was a heck of a week, as I s- mentioned before the break. Uh, real football actually came back this week. Um, also, the Pac-12 announced they're coming back, but I don't think anyone really with a pulse cares. Can we get a show of hands if we care? Uh, nobody over there. I don't there. see uh, Ma- oh, Ma- Matthew, Matthew Hargrove. So nobody. 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 No nobody one really no one cares. I'm the only one with my hand up. Caden. Mm, sorry, not is seven games. Is seven wow. games really even a? Se- that sounds like a sixth grade middle school football season. And, and especially when the top of your it basically is because none of the actual starters are yeah. deciding to play. Yeah, the top teams like. of your conference, half of them don't want to play. So the Pac-12 really isn't coming back. Um, it's just the Big Ten. But I tell you what, <laughs> if Oregon does win the Pac-12 championship. They they're don't, champions. They're and, champions. And they don't deserve – I don't think the Pac-12 they ch- champion deserves to be in the playoffs. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Well, though. let's be clear. When I say Big Ten's coming back, I mean Ohio State. That's about yeah. it. Penn State maybe, but Ohio State is the only So only if team. Oregon were to go 7-0, and nope. you don't think they deserve to? You played to, seven games. No. It just depends on who they play, but no. obviously the Pac-12 isn't that I don't, competitive. Honestly, I don't care if they played the best six teams in Pac-12. You only played seven. Like that, I don't think that's good enough to get into You're a, telling me a 14 playoff. five – out of the seven games they played, were ranked opponents. The five games they had, I mean, you yeah, let them in. were yeah, they SEC maybe, ranked opponents? But that's or a, that's Pac twelve. See, see that's a problem. Yeah, and I for the Pac twelve. Honestly, I think it's going to be interesting because are you going to take a eight and two SEC team, possibly that played an SEC schedule all year, or are you going to take a seven and zero Pac twelve where they played Washington State? I tell you like, what, the, the seasons got shorter around college football, but the controversy for the playoffs yeah, it, it keeps on rolling. I don't even love it. I don't Jeez know. Louis. I don't know if they'll be every team. It, like all conferences are back. Every every team is at three. So 127 teams out of 130 FBS teams are playing college football sometime this season. There we go. 
Um, all right, getting to the SEC. Number eight, Auburn beat number 23, Kentucky, 29 to 13. Uh, Kentucky and actually. And real quick, there is one ranked team in the Pac-12, and that is the Oregon Ducks. And that is Oregon Ducks. So, they're uh, not even in the top ten. As saying earlier. Number um, 14. No, nah, they're not getting the playoff. Uh, Auburn beat Kentucky, um, and Kentucky actually outgained Auburn in almost every single category, but a magical category called turnovers. Uh, they had three crucial turnovers, and um, Kentucky honestly – all in well, but I'd say probably played a good game except those three turnovers. The game really came down to, to three plays, and that was the missed call by the refs for the end zone, the touchdown um, by I can't think Chris of his Rodriguez. name. Chris Rodriguez, yes, um, where his whole body was completely in the end zone, and they still managed to call it back at the one yard line. Then the very next play, which is play number two, that is Terry Wilson throwing a horrific uh, interception in the end zone, which ended up becoming. Uh, a touchdown, but then it got called it back supposed because to be a pick of a six, but then the targeting, illegal targeting call. Yeah. Um, luckily for them, but and then the third one, which is a Terry Wilson fumble in the third quarter, and then the second half looked absolutely awful for Kentucky's offense. They just they looked like a shell of themselves, and I don't know if it's because it was so predictable by the Auburn's defense or because Terry Wilson just wasn't himself yet. And this is his first game back, so you got to come some slack, but. Yeah, and I think Kentucky was a trendy pick in this game um, because, you know, uh, they had kind of gotten a little underrated uh, this year. Um, they brought back like 80% of their team, and so they got Terry Wilson back. And so, you know, Kentucky was trying to, kind of a trendy pick, but if you look back at past seasons, they always get off slow starts. And so it wasn't really surprising. Also, Bo Nix played really well in this game. Which you'll never hear again for the rest no, of the season. No, I, I called him trash, and, you know, I'll apologize to him for one game. I won't. I won't. I'll stick just by it. He played very well. He threw up deep balls to Seth Williams, who's a good jump ball receiver. Anthony Schwartz, great receiver. But this is the only game he would play that he'll play just like that um, never again in his life. That, that was Kentucky's secondary worst game in about two to three years. Yeah. Um, moving on, um, Kansas State lost to Arkansas State in week one. So, you know, everybody's thinking, you know, Kansas State, you know, they're not very good. Uh, they aren't, by the way. <laughs> they're not very good. Um, they then proceeded to play number three Oklahoma this week and beat them 38-35. to 35. Um, This is not a, you know, very surprising, um, you know, development because – the Big 12 usually has some really dumb upsets early, and Oklahoma usually tends to lose but a really dumb game they early. have already had some really bad losses, and yeah. this makes the Big 12 look even worse. Yes. I tell you what, Oklahoma put on their best Atlanta Falcons uniform because they blew a m big lead in that second half, um, and Spencer Rattler didn't play in the second half, it seemed like. Um, but Kansas State, not a good team, and yet they still – it's such a – Big 12 game to where no defense is played. You got upper 40s in the stats, and yet you got a number three team losing to a subsequent team that lost to a basically an FCS school. Yeah, and they also <laughs> outgained Kansas State by over 100 yards, but turned the ball over four times. I think the common theme is don't turn the ball over, and you probably win the game. You That's how that ha is that how most football games <laughs> are won. <laughs> In the country is, of America. Is keeping the ball. Absolutely. Don't give it to the other team. Keep the ball. Um, another upset, Mississippi State beat number six, LSU, 44-34 in Mike Leach's SEC debut. Um, LSU, you know, I wasn't very high on them because, you know, uh, they lost uh, Joey B, Joey Buckets. Uh, they also lost Jamar Chase. He's not playing this year. Um, honestly, completely new team. And Justin Mississippi Jefferson. State, yeah, they just kind of beat the brakes off of them. Okay, so – 
Mississippi State, the past, you know, five years, obviously since Dak Prescott left, they've been hurting to find a real strong quarterback. They had Nick Fitzgerald, but other than that, they've been struggling. And that's, you know, that's going to come. Dak Prescott is a once in a, you know, generational guy. But K.J. Costello, I'm not saying he's Dak Prescott. Six-round pick, by the way, Dak Prescott. Just go ahead. Uh, I mean, he did lead Mississippi State to number one overall, right? Yeah, once-in-a-generation talent, six-round pick. Go ahead. I'm talking about for Mississippi State, and, and don't don't be talking about Dak Prescott right now because he's putting up pretty good numbers for okay. the Cowboys. Anyways, K.J. Costello, what I, what I was going to say is Mississippi State, their defense has always been pretty good, even with these mediocre quarterbacks, and it seems like now – bringing Mike Leach over and K.J. Costello, who's the quarterback for Stanford, they have a offensive identity that you a lot of times see in the Pac-12. And K.J. Costello, 623 yards. LSU, they had a lot of opportunities. There was a lot of turnovers from K.J. Costello and the Mississippi State offense. But you put up 43 points in Baton Rouge, goodness gracious. Well, yeah, they do have an, an identity. It's a new identity, which is throw the ball, and they did that very well against LSU's defense uh, this past Saturday. They so. had three receivers with over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, they did. They did whatever they wanted to, and not just to talk about K.J. Costello in the throwing game. They got Kylan Hill. He's a senior. Yeah. He's back from Mississippi State. He's one of the best running backs in the SEC. That, that offense is lethal. One uh, thing I found weird is K.J. Costello had five rushes for negative 38 yards. Is that because – do they count sacks as rushes? I, I guess they do that I now. think they do. I'm they had a total sure. of nine rushes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just all the sacks. Yep. Uh, number eight, Texas almost went down to Texas Tech. Uh, they actually survived in overtime 63-56 to 56, somehow miraculously. Um Ron, is Texas back? Hook'em horns. Is uh, Texas back? No, they're not j- – uh, They came this back. Is not they a good came sh- back. This is not a good show. are they back? <laughs> Um, but they did have a great uh, second-half performance. But this was an awful-looking Texas team, if I do say so myself. They they didn't look like a top-25 team, let alone a top-5 team in the in the first half of that game. Um, but they did come back in the second half. They played well. They they won in overtime to a Texas Tech team where I think – what's his name? Alan Bowman is their yep. starting quarterback. Um, not a bad player, but definitely not not a player you should be losing to if you're considered to be a top ten team in the national, f- not the National Football League. It's hot in here. I'm College sweating. Football. College it football. It is hot in here. It's very hot. I'm about to pass out. Um, really? So next week is going to be a good week in the SEC as you got uh, you got Missouri, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Um, so that'll be a good week, but. Wait till week four in the SEC. You got Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn at South Carolina, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, LSU, Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Barn burner. Barn burner. If I, you will. You're gonna have to knock me out and just. Georgia you know, let Arkansas hang in that game for as long as they did. They did, and that was really weird. But they ended up uh, coming back and uh, playing pretty well. Um, we're gonna take. Oh my bad. Uh, we still got uh, NFL. Um, moving on to NFL. The Steelers, Bills, Bears, Titans are all three and zero. Now, I want everyone to tell me, of those four teams, what is a real 3-0 and what, is, like, what, what team do you think is you know, for real and what team do you think is fake? Well, let's be clear. They're all the puke emoji 3-0. So no, I like the Bills. The Bills are probably the top of that list. as the Tot- one Titans went to, to the AFC Championship. Yes, but they, they've looked awful in those three games, and they've squeaked out wins each week. A win's a win is a win is a win. 
the the Bills like, are for like real. Like you said, Tory Bowling, if you don't turn the ball over in football, you most likely will win the game. If a W goes in the win column, you get the win. That's right. There's no, there's no. Oh, they should no. You get the win. It goes down as one and out. I think the but fa- what you are saying yeah. is who are contenders and who are pretenders. Yes, now go ahead, exactly. Ryan. Good. Now those four teams. Name them again. The Steelers, the Bills, the Bears, and the Titans. So the Bears shouldn't even be on that list because they they just dropped Trubisky today <laughs> for Nick Foles. Well, they've had two. They had the comeback against the Lions. Should have lost that game, and yes. then they should have lost today. Who they play? But a win is a win in Matthew Hardgrove's textbook. Um, as it is, but Trubisky looked yet again awful today, as we have always predicted on the show. Um, Nick Foles came in saved the day per usual. I say the Steelers and the Bills are the only two actual teams on that list that are contenders. Uh, I keep forgetting. Playoff I keep forgetting teams. that Big Ben is back to the Steelers. I keep thinking they have like Duck Hodges out Duck there. Duck Hodges. He's not even on the team. Well, the good because he was awful. He was um, not good. And they brought back. <laughs> and they brought back Josh Dobbs. So Ben, for the love of God, stay healthy. It's Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs right after that. And Mason Rudolph might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's not good. I'm saying the Bills are for real. And when I say for real, you know, I think there's a clear tier of um, AFC teams, and that is Chiefs and uh, Ravens. But I think I'd put the Bills right after that. Would, oh, and that's my next question is, do you think they are an actual contender to win the AFC East? Yes. The AFC East, yeah. Like yeah. to win. Yeah, I think, I think they're better than the Patriots. I do. I think you they can are. De- you can definitely – I can definitely see them splitting it with the New England Patriots and then depending on their schedule, finding a way to get a better record. They're 3-0, and and they continue to put up near 40 points a game. I'm just saying, people hate on Josh Allen, but he, he's balling. And, you know, he's always had the legs. Now he's kind of getting the accuracy down. He has, a, um, he has a couple receivers in John Brown, Stephon Diggs, that can blow the roof off a of defense. You know, he also has a, a solid back in Devin Singletary. I really like this Bills team, plus they have a solid defense. They have the best corner in the game in Trey White. Yeah, they have a solid defense, and I think Josh Allen's good enough to get them there. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at this this New England team, I mean, their one loss is to one of the best teams in the football, which is the Seattle Seahawks, yeah. and they've looked they've looked pretty well have, under Cam Newton. Good. So that's they the only reason I asked that. They were one play away from being 3-0. If Cam, Cam didn't see the – the wide field to the left, but he tried to go through the hole. If he didn't go through the hole, they would be 3-0 Well, right I now. think of the, uh, going back to that game last, I think that was kind of an interesting play call. To, you know, I think I would have called the same, but asking Cam to go 1-11 on to score a touchdown in the game, when everybody knew that was happening, it was kind of a kind of a lofty I still like it. I, I mentioned it last week. I mean, yeah. they, they run that play three times in a row on the goal line. The first one, Cam Newton got in with the score. Second one, they throw the little slip-out pass. Yeah. Um, and – Obviously, you don't want to throw another pass when it's the Seahawks-Patriots because that just doesn't work out, apparently. But, but I, jo- I still Josh Allen today, 24 for 33, 311 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, did he have a rushing touchdown, too? He did. Yes, he did. So, so he had five, five, total, five touchdowns total touchdowns for I, that's your boy Josh Allen. As Jalen Ramsey still talks on the sidelines. Yeah, I, f- I feel good about the Bills. Um, and it even looks more impressive because – he got he was in the same draft class as Sam Darnold and I know Sam Darnold hasn't had the weapons like Josh Allen but still Sam Darnold you don't hear anything about the yeah. dude week in, week after week and Josh Allen like you said 3 and 0 and a 
insane game today. Uh, the Bucks and Tom Brady bounced back today. Uh, Brady had a, I, I saw a stats at half. He had three touchdowns at the half. Uh, they ended up beating the Broncos 28-10. to 10. Tom Brady, uh, 25 for 38, 297 yards and three touchdowns. Um, good day for Brady. Yeah, and against uh, Broncos defense, that's pretty solid. Uh, Mike Evans, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Goal line receiver? No, he's a he's a he's a great receiver, but yeah. I mean, you just that's not what numbers you expect from Mike Evans. But, uh, Gronk, uh, Gronk said uh, before the game that he's just a blocker, and uh, if he does anything more than that, he's happy with it. He had six catches for forty eight yards today for his best game of the small season. Yeah, I, I don't know what what Gronk was talking about. They, yeah. they obviously brought him to be the number one tight end yeah. on this team, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what – he's not a blocking tight end. He's a yeah. go-to receiver if you need him. Also, I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Um, Dan Quinn needs to be fired from being the Falcons head coach because this is two weeks in a row where they blow a lead, and I'm sick of it. I mean, I don't even – I'm not even a Falcons fan like that, but I'm just sick of it because this is what they're known for now, just blowing leads. And you blew a lead to the Bears. Like, I know it's Nick Foles and, you know, he won a Super Bowl or whatever, but – it's, come on, man. You can't keep doing this. You so, got to go. So, Caden, uh, today on the Fox Sports pregame show with Terry Bradshaw and all those guys, they had a skit. What's his name? He was in Anchorman, and he was also in the in the office. He played Todd Packer. Does anybody know his real name? I don't know his real name. I don't He's know his real name. He's the sports anchor from Anchorman. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, you know who I'm talking about at least. Yeah. But he did a skit today where he was hosting a game show and he asked a question to three fans. There was a Falcons fan, a Patriots fan, and then a obsessed fantasy fan. And he asked the question, two minutes left to go, your team's down by two. What does your team do? And the fantasy guy goes, and he's like, oh, it, it just depends. It's a PBR league and, and something like that. And then the Patriots fan goes, and he, he says, just give it to Tom Brady. And, and he makes a joke, obviously. Brady's not there anymore. But he gets to the Falcons fan. And he turns his card over because they were writing their answers on a card. And he turns it over and he has this big, long paragraph about how the Falcons were probably up by 30 points at the half and just <laughs> blown the game. And then, and then the host goes, that's exactly right, you win. And, and I, I just couldn't believe that they made that skit today. And then and lo and behold, yeah. it happens again. And I'm right with you, Caden. I'm not a Falcons fan either, but... I feel so – I can't imagine being an Atlanta Falcons fan because everyone already makes the 28-3 to jokes from the Super Bowl, and it, it really is embarrassing. Yeah, and and, I, and I saw the last play uh, when Matt Ryan threw the last interception, and I'm pretty sure he did it on purpose, but try to not <laughs> – like, I think he wants Dan Quinn gone I swear too. it's scripted. Because he completely threw it over the receiver's yeah, head, and Quinn, I really uh, think Quinn's he did it. has got to be out. Yep. Yeah, he just, he's just got to go. It's just – it's so bad. It's so bad. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, LeBron James is going to the NBA Finals uh, for the 10th time in his career. We're going to talk about Goat. that and more uh, on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. I get knocked down, Field goal to take the lead over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they're up 31-30 with four minutes left in that game. Uh, Russell Wilson, Seattle, trying to get the ball back. Uh, welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host, Tori Bowen, and we're about to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers going back to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. And What are you talking about? I've, I, I, I Nuggets seen, and nine. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the – I'm sure you all have seen this too, but um, the – 
the similarities between this season and the Lakers' 2010 season, where they beat the uh, Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. They go and then uh, LeBron or Kobe wins their uh, wins their fourth ring in Orlando. Um, just kind of kind of some creepy stuff. And uh, maybe Kobe Bean is looking over the Lakers going forward. But uh, the Lakers pulled out close games in games four and five. Uh, LeBron James with a 38, 16, and 10 in a big closeout game. Um, that's what you want from your uh, all Hall of Fame top two at least Goat. Um, and Anthony Davis also had a big week. Sunday night uh, after the show, he hit the game winner in game two. Um, the Lakers are rolling at the right time, guys. This is what LeBron James did. He said, Anthony Davis, you take games one, two, three, possibly four, and give me the rest, and yep. I'll take us home. That's that's all he did. He said, let you do the legwork, and then I'll come home, and I'll I'll take us there to the that's promised land. That's funny. That's funny because I'm pretty. They both average similar numbers. Except AD averaged like twenty nine six and four, and LeBron averaged twenty seven ten. LeBron's and I'm just saying most of those numbers came in the, the, the last three were games. Just so quiet. Yeah, I don't know what and, it was. And Caden, I, I want to point out something about LeBron fans. They are the most um, insecure people. They 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 think that every statement in the world is made about LeBron James. I was about to say that was a compliment, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, take it as you will. Because now now that you're in it, I want to say this. I mean, LeBron, he comes in. Giannis Antetokounmpo game one, they announced right before game one that he won MVP, and he says he's mad about it, as so mad that he lets KCP outscore him in game one. He didn't say he was mad. He said that he was upset that he has only 16 votes. Well, which is he, that ended, he ended up complaining about the Defensive Player of the Year award from, like, 2012. I'm like, why is a grown man crying about an award He didn't like complain. He was just bringing it up how the narrative is just wrong. Speaking of complaining, the Lakers complained to the actual NBA that they weren't getting enough calls when I saw this. I thought it was an actual joke. It turns out it wasn't. They it was <laughs> not. It was not. They complained they didn't have You do realize calls. team sends video all teams send videos to the league for that to happen. Do you hear it other than when the Lakers do it? Yes, you do. You hear it all the time. It's uh, literally what the, the two minute report the is other, about. The only other team that I hear does that is the Rockets, and that might be the biggest baby team in the league. I didn't hear though the Lakers complaining about the team getting enough fouls. It was LeBron. I specifically heard that LeBron James wasn't getting to the foul line enough. He wasn't. And oh maybe you gosh, hear about that during so the regular cute. season. That's so cute. But I have never heard about that going on in the playoffs. LeBron's still the go. A 6'8", 250-pound grown man sending videos to Lee. Please give me more fouls. He only had can 10 get, free throws uh, through get, the first three games. And, he was, and Gary Harris was at the free throw line more than LeBron. Come on now. <laughs> now, I it's funny, though. I love how he tries though. to defend this because it's, it's – it's it, actually bad that you have to complain. It's funny, though. After you're up 3-1, you still complain yeah, that you're like, not getting hey, no, hey, enough hey, calls. As, as, as much ball, as I man. love Tori like, making that ball. <laughs> baby voice, can we please talk about how we yeah. saw vintage LeBron? Oh, yeah. Oh, and he played out of his mind. In game, was it 5? Is that what it was? Yes. And I know, I know sometimes that people can, including me, might come off as a LeBron James hater. I'll, I'll literally try and watch every game thinking this is an all-time great the play. Three, Where these one or two, it doesn't matter. This is an all-time game. I think he had, what was it, Caden? Help me out. Nine straight points during the final yeah. stretch. And he had, he had a move where he was driving and he goes through the paint and kind of faded out towards the baseline and turned around and hit that, hit that, 
little mid-range two, and I was getting Miami Heat flashbacks. And you, when he you did say that. vintage LeBron, but all those points came off like jump shots, and that's something that as LeBron gets he older, he really hasn't been doing in yeah. this playoffs. All of his points really have been coming inside yeah. the paint with layups and dunks. And as LeBron gets older, and he kind, you know, obviously he's still one of the greatest athletes in the world, but you know he's not what he was in Miami, and so he's improved that part of his game so much, and that's honestly allowed for him to be able to. Uh, you know, take his greatness forward as he gets older. Well, even at the beginning game, and when I when I talk about you know letting AD go off, that's even in the beginning of games. Every game, he's still like he's like AD, get yours early, get going, and then once AD comes out of the ball game, he goes for ten straight. It feels like yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't matter who's guarding him, he's fade away like off balance bank shots. Like it's just ridiculous that he he can do this still at thirty five. And, and, and that run in game five, I got the feeling from it. Oh, here we go. He has been, you know, not giving us his 100% just yet. And now when it's closing time, when he can sniff that that finals appearance, nine out of the last ten finals he has been in now. I mean, that is insane. It is insane. And I was getting that feeling like thinking, man, whoever he plays, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to talk a, take a second to talk about the Denver Nuggets because, you know, what an incredible postseason was for them. Fighting off two, three, one leads. Couldn't get it done this time. Um, how do we view them going forward? Is this, you know, just kind of a one-time thing, or is this something that, you know, Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic can they need They need another, not like MVP, but they need another another score. No, they, that guy? they need time. What they need is time. They need two years. Two years they'll be in the in the finals, I believe, because LeBron will be kind of towards the end of his career, maybe close to retirement. MPJ will be one of the best scorers in the league at that point because he'll have three years under his belt. The problem was that MPJ, you can't leave him in the game because he's such a defensive liability yeah. that his scoring doesn't matter because he doesn't get the ball every possession. And he can't make up for every time he gives up a bucket. And so I want to I want to ask a quick question. I had this debate the other night. If moving forward, who would you take right now? Would you take Jamal Murray or would you take Kyrie Irving? Jamal Murray strictly because Kyrie Irving's body is like a glass house, and he gets injured with the touch of a finger. And he's not really a. I mean, he's a gr- he's a great teammate when it's good, but when it's bad, right now it gets you're talking toxic. about. The age Kyrie Irving is right now, or Jamal Murray? Yeah, I'm saying if you had, you have to take Jamal Murray. Or like if you had to take a guy for next season, you have to take Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think because Jamal, like would you say even though Kyrie may be the better scorer, Jamal he's already shown that he can work well with Nikola Jokic. You get Kyrie, you just you never know. He shows up in the fourth quarter every game. I mean he. He literally takes over for that Denver Nuggets yeah. team every fourth quarter. Yeah, and you never know. If Denver had that third score, I'm not saying they would have beat the Lakers, but maybe you get them to a game seven and, some, you know, anything can happen in a game yeah, seven. Yeah, I was just making wanting to make sure we were on the same page because I think Kyrie Irving – or not Kyrie. I, I think Jamal Murray is a top-five point guard right now. And, I, you know, I, I try not to overreact. Yeah, so that's to a, that's, no, that's a little stretch. He has to be. That's but if he's better than Kyrie Irving, then how is he not? I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying oh, I would take him for team purposes. I would take him over Kyrie. He's got to be in the conversation. You're talking about point guards right now. Are we t- are we t- Steph, Damian Lillard. Probably got to throw in – you got to throw in Kyrie. Yeah. Let's throw in Jamal Murray. I'm, I'm just saying point Paul. guards' names. Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. He's played but well. right now, right, let's na- name would you rather one. have Jamal Murray or Chris Paul? Caden, come on. Chris, did you not you just You cannot, Caden, come hey, on now. I think, Jamal I think, Murray, I, 
It's closer than what you're saying. I think everyone in here says we take Jamal Murray over Russell Westbrook. I think there I, is no you way. You know I would, I <laughs> yeah. would say that 1,000%. So, I mean, na- name another point guard over those five that you would take over Jamal Murray. Crickets. Crickets. I, I will Crickets. say this. There is no way the Denver Nuggets are making it to the Western Conference Finals if they have Chris Paul instead of Jamal Murray. I mean, I'd, no ta- I'd, I'd take Jamal Murray over Kimba. Um, you know, I'm yeah. taking him. Yeah, I, I'm taking Jamal. I'm taking him over. He he's probably in the conversation. Kind of I don't know about if he's top five yeah. yet, yeah. but he's he's right around the corner. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, the MLB playoffs are here, and this is like Christmas Day for me and Matthew Hargrove. So we're gonna talk about that and more when we come back on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports. You're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio. We're talking about the MLB playoffs as the field is set. Uh, the 2020 MLB playoffs. First time with eight, uh, 16 teams in the playoffs. And, uh, first round is going to be a three-game wild card series, uh, then five, seven, seven, as usual. Um, so let's get right into the pickums. The Tampa Bay Rays are the number one team in the AL, and I just realized I put Rays versus Rays on this uh, pick'em sheet, but it's gonna Rays be Rays versus Jays. It's gonna be Rays versus Jays. Um, so uh, Matthew, what do you got on this? Blue Jays are talented. They're young, but the Tampa Bay Rays, the season they have and the pitching rotation that they have, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, this is an easy. I'd say three games, uh, or two games. I mean, uh, Rays. Uh, maybe the maybe the Blue Jays steal one with Hunjin Ryu on yeah. the mound and. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and all the yeah. sons of the old MLB players. Yeah, going. Craig Biggio's yeah. son. Caden. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to follow you guys, so uh, Rays. <laughs> uh, Patrick. Oh, Patrick had a step out. He's having a family emergency right now. Okay, all right. Um, we're going to go Twins versus the White Sox. So, somehow the White Sox are the seventh seed because they were the only, you know, the top two teams in East Division uh, made out that one through six. So, even though the White Sox have a really good record, you know, they got out to play the Twins round one. It's going to be a tough one, uh, Matthew, who you got? These teams are so even. They rely so much on their lineups, their rotations. are. They have a number one, maybe a number two, but but other than that, not really anybody. The White Sox, Lucas Giolito, after that, you don't really uh, know. Keiko's been good this year. Keiko, that was yeah. Keiko. And then for the Twins, you got Jose Barrios. I'm going to take the Twins. Who the Reds beat, though, yeah. Who the Cincinnati Reds did beat the other night? I'm also going to take the Twins, but I mean, you can't deny that. I mean, Makata and, and the White Sox are coming. Their, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu. This one is the first round. Is it best of five? It is best of three. Best of three. Yeah. So, so you got this games. one's probably going to go to a game three. Yeah. Kane, who you got? Um, the only thing I know about these teams, I love Tim Anderson. Uh, He's that's, awesome. my, that's my yeah, guy. I'm thinking about buying his jersey. You have yeah. to. So, go ahead, give me the White Sox. Yeah, I'm going to take the White Sox, too. Uh, Oakland versus Houston. You know, I know who, who everyone's rooting for this series, but who's going to win? Uh, I'm going to take Oakland because, you know, I think Houston's on their last legs. No no, Justin Verlander, by the way. But didn't – is it Matt Chapman the one that got hurt? Yes, for the yeah, Matt Chapman. Too. But yeah. they still um, – Simeon, Olsen. Matt Olson. Yep. I'm going to go with Oakland. Yep. I, I'm going to go with – the hated team. I'm gonna go with Houston. All right, um, Caden. I love H Town, but I don't like cheaters. So go ahead and give me Oakland. All right, um, gonna go with Cleveland Indians versus the Yankees. The Yankees are the five seed. They're kind of hobbling in, uh, even though I think they have everyone back. You know, the pitching rotation's kind of in shambles right now because of injuries. 
I'm still going to go Yankees, but uh, things can go south for the Bronx Bombers real quick. Yankees aren't getting out first round. Garrett Cole's probably going to win them a game one, even though he's probably going to go yeah. up against Shane Bieber, who's arguably been the American That's League Cy a, Young Award that winner. That is going to be a heck of a game one. Shane Bieber versus I'm Garrett I'm going to take Garrett Cole, though, <laughs> who has been an absolute beast yeah. in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to go with the Yankees. And uh, – so, I've heard the Yankees have been terrible through stretches throughout the season. Yes, they have. So, go ahead and give me the, uh, the Indians. They've been inconsistent. They lost seven games straight, I think, Dang. and then right after that, they won like ten games Did straight. Did they lose like three straight to my Phillies or something earlier this year? I thought I heard that. They might have, yeah. Uh, so, your Phillies actually missed the playoffs. Yeah, too. I they, saw yeah, Saturday. Bryce Harper uh, killing me. So, in the ALDS, I'm going to have the Rays versus the Yankees, which will uh, – It'll be a dogfight, but I'm going to go Yankees. Uh, Matthew, you got Rays Indians. Rays no. Indians. Or, no, I have uh, Rays Yankees. I picked oh, Yankees. did you pick the Yankees? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, Rays Yankees. I'm going Yankees. Yankees. Right. I also have Rays Yankees, and I'm going to go with the Rays. And then, Caden, you have Rays Indians. Rays. Rays. All right. Um, and then, I have the White Sox and... Uh, the A's, and I'm going to go the White Sox. Matthew, you have the Twins and A's. Oakland A's. Uh, you got the Twins and Houston, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go the Twins. And then, Caden, you have White Sox A's. White Sox. White Sox. And then your ALCS winner, I have the Yankees and the White Sox, and I say the Yankees go to the World Series. You got Yankees Athletics. Um the Yankees have almost always dominated the Oakland Athletics in the playoffs, but there's no way, or at least I hope there's no way that the Yankees turn their season around that good. I'm going to go with the Oakland A's in the World Series. Uh, you got race wins. As much as I love, I you know what, actually I'm going to stick with them. I'll go with the Rays. All right, uh, and then, Caden, uh, you have Rays White Sox. Uh, I'm uh, White Sox, just give me White Sox. All right. All right, now to the NL, and um, I'm just so excited to say the Reds are in the playoffs, and I get to talk about it. I get to watch it. I'm going to host watch parties, so all of you are coming over <laughs> on Wednesday. It might be short I, for I, two games. I thought it was like, just so funny dude. because I've – when I came to Western, I've never met so many Bengals and Cincinnati Reds fans, yeah. and obviously following all, all of you guys and, and the rest of my – friends that like the Bengals and the Reds on social media when the Reds clinched <laughs> I have never seen so much of my Twitter feed yep. talk about the Cincinnati yep. Reds in one night but I know you were lying. man it. I was in eighth grade the last time the Reds went to playoffs. oh so. my gosh yeah all right so first series Dodgers Brewers does everyone have the Dodgers yeah yes. yeah let's just go ahead and did not. the whole NL Central make it uh all but the Pirates They're, who okay. are the worst but the Pirates did not lose this season they will get Kumar Rock <laughs> that's true or uh, the other guy for the um the Vanderbilt. So my Phillies were one Not game sure out. About. They have another ace pitcher. Vanderbilt okay. Does. I think he's going to be like a top three pick too. Okay. All right. Uh, Braves Reds. This is going to be an interesting series because you got the dynamite pitching staff versus the dynamite offense. You know who I'm going with. I'm going with the Red Legs. I think the you know the one two three of Bauer Castillo and Sonny Gray is just disgusting. So Matthew. Reds have the better starting pitching rotation, but that Braves lineup. They've just been too good this I season. I got to go with I Atlanta. understand. It'll be a tough series, Ron. That, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, but you have to realize the Braves have no pitching now. Soroka's out for the year. I mean, that game that game one is huge. Matt, yeah. Freed's got to really be on is. his game. It really is. Uh, so I'm going to go 
sadly, with the Reds. Also, another thing to keep in mind, there are no off days in these series. It is game one, game two, game three, back-to-back. So, like, you got to love it. You're not going to br- be able to bring your starters back. And so, like, it really is about pitching depth, Caden. Gotcha. So, um, I like the Reds. I really do. But um, give me the Braves. <laughs> you had me smiling there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Cubs versus Marlins. Uh, I'm going to take the Cubs. Matthew. Cubs. Marlins have had a good story, though. Brian, you're taking the Cubs? You don't have to ask me. And Caden? Yes, Cubs. All right. Uh, Padres versus Cardinals. I'm taking the Padres all the way. Uh, Matthew? Padres have a great lineup. Cardinals, they just find a way to get it done in the postseason. They got Adam Wainwright, a big game pitcher, even though he is an older guy. You got Jack Flaherty. I'm going with the Cardinals in three games. I can't even believe you just said that. Give me the Padres, Tatis. All right, Caden. Question real quick. Is Albert Pujols still in the league? I know he's not on the Cardinals. He's on the Angels, and yes, he is. Gotcha. He just just passed Willie Mays for on the all-time home run. Oh, look at that. And probably in age, too. (laughs) Give me Padres. All right. Um, we're going to have to move a little quick here. Uh, so, Dodgers versus Padres in the NLDS. I'm going to take the Dodgers. Matthew. Dodgers over Cardinals. I got the Cardinals. Yeah, you did have the Cardinals. Uh, Ryan. I'm also going to go Dodgers over All right, Padres. Caden. Dodgers. Dodgers. All right. Reds versus Cubs for me. Go Reds. Uh, Matthew, uh, you got Cubs, Cardinals. Oh, I got not, my Cubs, bad. You got Braves. Braves, Braves. Cubs. All right, uh, Ryan, you have Reds-Cubs. Yeah, uh, Cubbies. All right, and then, Caden, uh, you got Braves-Cubs. Cubs. All right, so the NLCS, I have Dodgers-Reds. Um, you know, I'm not going that far with it. I'm going to take the Dodgers. Uh, Matthew, Dodgers-Braves. Dodgers. Uh, Ryan, you got Dodgers-Cubs. Give me – yeah, the Dodgers are going to win. All right, Caden, you got <laughs> Dodgers-Cubs. Give me those Cubs. <laughs> All right, so everyone's World Series. Uh, mine is Dodgers-Yankees, which is just God, a, a dream. God, a dude. dream. Uh, I think it's the Dodgers year. Uh, Finally. You, ha- you have uh, A's Dodgers, Matthew. I think it's the Dodgers year. But you know what? I said that in 2017. I said that in 20 – well, I didn't say that in 2018 because they played the Red Sox. And I said that last year that I thought it was the Dodgers year. I'm going to go with the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's for Matthew. Uh, Ryan, you got uh, Dodgers and Rays. I, I'm just astonished that we ever had the Oakland A's in conversation of a World Series championship. <laughs> I mean, they just they just never get there. I'm going to go with the Dodgers it. over the Rays. Rays are too young. And then, Caden, uh, you got Dodgers, White Sox. I've been saying this for like three years. The Dodgers are going to win the World Series. So this year, I think it's going to happen. Finally. As All long right, as Kershaw doesn't pitch game one, we'll be fine. The Dodgers <laughs> are by far the best team in the MLB, I By think. far. 40-17. You know, or 40. Uh, they won over 40 It also would not surprise me none for them to get knocked out first round. <laughs> because that's baseball. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to speed through pickums. Uh, you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. The Dallas Cowboys are trying to drive down to tie the Seahawks up. The Seahawks are up 38-31 with 26 seconds left. Uh, Dallas has the ball. All right, we're going to go quick into pick-ems. WK versus MTSU. Uh, I'm going to go tops, uh, Matthew. Sco tops. Ryan. Sco tops. And then uh, Caden. WKU. All right, UK. Caden, hold up. (laughs) Sco tops. I did that on purpose. (laughs) UK Ole Miss. I'm going to take the Cats, Matthew. Yeah, Kentucky. Bounce back, Cats. Caden. Uh, UK. All right, TCU versus number eight, Texas. Uh, I'm going to go Texas. Uh, Matthew. Texas. Scary sight, but Texas. Ugh, Texas. Uh, Texas A&M versus Alabama, 13 versus number two. I'm going to take Bama. Matthew. Alabama. 
Bama. Oh, they're just not. They're just not losing this early in the season. Yeah. I don't care who they play. Alabama. All right, number twenty-five, Memphis versus SMU. Uh, the line on this is even. Uh, I'm going to take SMU, who is uh, home. Team. Say it again. The line is even. Memphis, no, say the uh, Memphis, the game. Memphis SMU. SMU, and the line is even. The line is even. Yeah. I'm going to go Memphis. All right, Memphis. Caden. Oh, uh, Memphis. Let's go, Tops. We got a little Sunbelt action. Uh, Arkansas State versus Coastal Carolina. Both teams who have knocked off uh, Big 12 opponents. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I saw them beat up on Kansas. This is another puke emoji, but give me Coastal Carolina. I'm going to take Arkansas State. Okay. Coastal. All right, uh, ECU versus Georgia State. This is another game where the line is – I think uh, ECU is a half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take East Carolina. Um, I'm going to go ECU. I'm sorry. Read me this game again. East Carolina versus Georgia State. <sighs> Georgia State. With no Big Ten and no Pac-12, i got to get creative. Oh, <laughs> I, I th- hold on, hold on. I thought no one cared about the Pac-12. Now you're willing to put them in the pick'em games. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> um – Georgia State. Did they beat Tennessee last year? They did, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to Georgia State. Uh, Texas Tech versus Kansas State. Two oh, teams Lord. that uh, had uh, good showings this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go Texas Tech, Matthew. Yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah, Tech by 150. Yeah, I was going Tech, too. All right, Baylor versus West Virginia. Um, West Virginia let me down this week. I'm going to go Baylor. None of these teams are ranked. None of these teams are ranked. I'm going to go West Virginia. Do we have this the records? I was going to say, this isn't basketball. I have no idea what uh, this not is. On, not on me right now, okay? That's why you do show prep. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, give me Baylor. Okay. Okay. Um, not confident. Uh, Baylor's 1-0 right now. West Virginia's 1-1. One one. Um, give me Baylor just because they have – the matchup predictor, 53% Baylor. West Virginia also let me down. I picked them to beat Oklahoma yeah. State. After Oklahoma State had a terrible show yeah. versus the Poop State. All right. Um, the undisputed game of the week, um, and you can break this down a little bit. Number seven, Auburn versus number four, Georgia. Who is Georgia's quarterback, by the way? Uh, so they have apparently seven on the roster. Yeah. Um, but they went with the guy who I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure he was sat out last season because of a brain surgery, if that's correct. Uh, but they have a transfer from Wake USC, one from Wake Forest, who I thought was going to be the starter. He's supposed to be Jamie Newman, I yeah. believe is his name. Did, what happened? Did he go to the NFL draft? I I don't actually know. He's supposed to be a top, you know. Their, the quarterback is uh, Stetson Bennett. He went 20 of 29 for 211. Yeah, I actually – Where's he from? I think I heard some news about Jamie Newman deciding to opt out for the season. Yeah, that's probably it because he's he was easily going to be their starter because he's a, you know, he's a draft yeah. player. But uh, – He's a junior from Georgia. This game is it's at Georgia. It is or at Auburn. Uh, give me a half a second. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's at Georgia. It is at Georgia. I'm gonna go with the dogs. I'm gonna go Auburn. I'm also gonna go with the Bulldogs. Actually, just just joking. I'm going back and pick uh, Georgia. Okay. Uh, just, I'm, I'm gonna go with Auburn. <laughs> no, I'm going. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think Auburn's that good, and I especially don't think Bo Nix is that good. So go ahead, give me Georgia. Yeah, that Georgia defense is gonna tear up Bo Nix. All right, guys, that'll do it for our pick. Hold up, hold up, wait. Nah, yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia. Okay, yeah, I think think I'm going to go with Georgia. One more thing. The Seahawks have officially beat the Cowboys. All right, good deal. 
All right, so thank you all for listening to uh, this uh, rushed, uh, last few segments of uh, Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Uh, be sure to go follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, uh, our own Matthew Hargrove did an interview with uh, WK Athletic Director Todd Stewart. Uh, that's on Twitter. That's on um, all places you can find podcasts. So go listen to that. It was a good interview. They talked about golf and football. Um, so thank you all for listening, and as always, Go, go Tops. Go Tops. Go tops.